this is Jennifer Regular. Welcome to Wise Women Wednesdays. I am a soul-centered coach at Lighting the Path and also your host here at Wise Women Wednesdays. And today I'm here with Josette Diaz. She's a women's transformation coach zooming in from San Diego, California. Welcome, Josette. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so glad to be here. It's great to have you here. And I'll share about the audience, share with the audience a little bit about you. Josette Diaz is a guide and champion for women rediscovering themselves. She teaches self-mastery through slowing down, listening deeply, and connecting within. Josette is certified Reiki master and teacher and has been a practitioner for the last 15 years. She is trained and certified as a master NLP practitioner and timeline therapy. Practitioner Josette has 21 years of experience teaching women self-mastery. Her areas of focus are emotional intelligence, how to identify patterns that are the root cause of what is holding a person back in life. And she guides women to access their own rhythm every season of life, bringing women with personal revelations along the way as they create life in ease by their own design. Josette's philosophy is, what is meant for you is meant for you. You only have to say yes. And I am so happy that she is here today. She's going to be discussing with us the lost self and where to find her, discovering your rhythm. Yay, what a great topic, Josette. I'm so glad you're here to help us find <laughs> our rhythm and find our lost self. Yes, I found that um, as as a uh, woman who has had children, who's been a wife, who's been a single parent, who's been a career mom, who's been a stay-home mom, there's so many different versions of ourselves that we go through. And so often they're versions that we've been programmed to be and aren't always in alignment with us. And we kind of lose little pieces of ourselves along the way just from needing to make compromise in life and having life kind of switch up on you. And so that is what has driven my passion for helping women transform. And I found myself actually being more of a guide and a champion. And so that's why I call myself a guide and champion. And um, so that has been pretty much my my goal is to assist women in really slowing down and making that connection, that reconnection with themselves so that they rediscover that piece of themselves that they had from long ago. As children, it's automatic, right? We, we align, we know our truth in so many instances. And then some of that gets programmed out of us. And so this is a process of reconnecting with that truth within, that rhythm, that inner voice, intuition. It's called so many different things, and yet it's all part of the same thing. It's that internal rhythm that you naturally have that is best to be aligned with because you're directed with what is um, truly needing to be birthed from you if that mm. makes sense. Yes, it does make a lot of sense. And you mentioned about the one of the ways that we become lost is through conditioning. Mm -hmm. What kind of conditioning and what other ways would we 
tend to lose ourselves? Well, I think that as um, I can speak for myself mm -hmm. and um, that I would say is when you're growing up, you're told, oh, you're really good at that. You're a good writer or you're very good at science or you're good at, you know, um, at creating things. And so we then take those pieces of information and they may not necessarily be what we love, but we get told over and over that we're so natural at it mm -hmm. that we can pursue something that really wasn't the thing that lit us on fire. So I've, I've had many clients that have had this happen as they grew up. And one in particular comes to mind who is a, a beautiful writer and really would love to the, the big dream underneath everything is to become a romance novelist. And yet, you know, that is not what she's pursued. Mm -hmm. She's pursued being a writer, but in a different arena. And so there is that part that still kind of is a little bit unsatisfied. And so working with making that connection more and more allows for more freedom and then your life, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna shift everything, but um, this is how I think we lose different pieces of ourselves is because we align with someone else's vision of who we are. And it's really easy when you're young because you're being directed by your parents and we all listen to our parents and um, not to blame parents for anything. Yet at the same time, we, we tend to buy into that and just go forward with what we think is supposed to be for us until we get older and we start to realize, you know, I really don't love this. And I think as mothers, it's easy to lose ourselves along the way because we make so many different compromises for the betterment of everyone. Mm. And that is a process of really staying consciously aware to really care for yourself more, to really, um, sit and listen within on what is best for you. So what's best for you is best for everyone around you. Absolutely. And I think what's, that's hard as a parent. What's best for you is best for everyone around you. That's a really interesting way to be looking at it. And I think the core theme there that you mentioned too is about compromise, about, you know, compromising other or other people's expectations and what they feel that you're good at and their kind of vision that you have they have for your life and also compromising as a parent what that can feel like and being able to please and not being able to fully step into who you are and what you empower mm -hmm. and can be a role model for essentially right for others and be able to inspire others when you can really embody your truth mm -hmm. and so compromise can really limit us in some ways um i mean it's maybe a peaceful tactic but how much peace would you really experience if you're not living in your truth That's and you're true. not tapped into your intuition and instead looking on external um, sources of validation yes that's that is a beautiful point and i think you hit on something that's really important that when you um are continuing to compromise yourself to the point that you're so you become so misaligned mm -hmm. that there 
life has its own way of taking care of things, just like in nature. When something is out of alignment, it can go out of alignment for quite some time, and then there's a shift that happens, and it gets corrected. And so that is why I have that strong belief. It's not an unknown belief to many people that what's meant for you is meant for you, and you only have to say yes, and sometimes it's put in your face directly for you to make the choice and it becomes a choiceless choice. So if you push it to that point, then it does become a choiceless choice. Mm. And you do, you do automatically just step into it. Right. So then you're more on automatic pilot. Is that what you're calling the choiceless choice? Just kind what of I mean living by is... default? No, not necessarily. What I mean um, about a choiceless choice is that if you know, and I should have explained this a little bit differently, because we all have particular things that we know inside of ourselves that we really love to do mm -hmm. and that we really would love to be able to do more of. And that doesn't mean it has to be your career. It can be something that, you know, you just really enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. it might be something that you sidestep and you sidestep and you sidestep because it doesn't fit into your current structure of your, of the way that life has been set up mm -hmm. and you haven't made room for it and you keep, pushing it aside and then it gets to a point where it can be a choiceless choice where something opens up for you and you just step in uh, uh -huh. that's what I mean by choiceless choice yes thanks for clearing that up and what an interesting concept to even think about some more is something just opens up and you're stepping into that mm -hmm. yeah I think that that is um, something that drove my um, my business. It for me, it was a business. I've always had an alignment with wanting to work with women and help women. I grew up in a codependent household, and I watched my mother and knew that my grandmother. They came from a long line of women who did not ever really get to live a life of their own creation. Uh -huh. It was circumstances created this, and this was the result, and so this was the path, and this is the way they lived. And I did not want that for myself, and yet I found myself repeating patterns as an adult because we go through life, and life just takes us along. You know, there's a certain amount of that that all of us just, you know, keep flowing forward, right? And until something changed and shifted in my life, I was on that same path and these patterns were being repeated and then my life just kind of, you know, blew up and I was standing there with a decision to make about what, which direction I was going to go. Right. And I made the choice to move in this direction because I no longer had the choice in my mind to do something different. So it became choiceless. And I said yes. You said yes. So. When you said um, didn't know which direction to go, I just had a flashback of when, um, when I made the decision 
it's kind of a forced choiceless decision, but a decision nonetheless to, yeah. to leave my husband. And it was mm -hmm. uh, very dysfunctional kind of marriage and all that uh, many years ago now. Um, and I was literally, and I wrote about this in my book as well, at the stop sign, <laughs> not <laughs> sure. Like all I knew was I had to leave. I got a few of my things together, got in my car, and then I drove to the end of the road and stopped at the stop sign. And I literally stopped there <laughs> and yeah. didn't know whether to go left or right or where I was going to go. I had no idea. I just knew that I had to leave and I had to leave right that moment. Wasn't thinking about where, what the next step was. And then it was that moment of pause, right? And right. that awareness, okay, now what? <laughs> now where yeah. do I go? Right? If I go this way, look at those choices, I'll go this way, look at those choices. And then you turn the wheel and you start moving in that direction. And then that always leads you into the next step and the next direction. And right. that did for me, it opened up huge, um, so many different openings, right? Because yeah. <laughs> when you close the door on one thing, others open, and then right. it's finding the right door then to be able to walk through that's in your highest good mm -hmm. and serves your best interest. And if you're in a state where you're not sure <laughs> what that is, what you need and who you want, because you've mm -hmm. been so absorbed in supporting other people and their needs, right then um, it can become very difficult. And that's why I think it's so important too in finding our own rhythm, at least yes. from one perspective, is to um, just come back into sync with that, like um, yeah. return inward and not know outward where you're needing to go, but being able to actually tune in and to turn in and tune in. Yes, And I then be guided. That. And that's yeah. what I found really helped me mm -hmm. and kind of lit my path right? <laughs> yeah. going forward. And um, you mentioned about our rhythms and getting into the cycle of nature and then the different seasons too. So how does that all get woven into this, Joseph? So um, about four or five years ago, I had this nudge. There was some teaching around nature and I, I've looked to nature ever since I was young as a means of reflection. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I tried so many different versions. And then in 2020, when the world shut down, there was enough quiet mm -hmm. to really hone in on that message. Yes. And that's when the download load just flooded through me and I created a system that is now called Seasons of the Soul. Seasons of the Soul. I love that. Tell me more. <laughs> I love that. So each of the seasons represent their archetypes. And we look to these different archetypes of the seasons in order to get our own cues of how to process either a goal or a decision that we're making or a relationship that we want to improve or shift or change. And we use the different archetypes as our change agents. So winter is about reflection. It's about quieting and listening deeply for those inspirations. Mm. And that's all it is. Winter is all about just slowing it down and listening. And through the system, I take people through that listening process through different exercises and you're not meant to do anything there and it lasts however long it lasts. So you once you learn the system, your uh, winter can be five minutes. 
or it could be three months. Hmm. So it really is what you're working on, what you're needing and where you are. And then you move through that winter time and you get into spring where we're gathering. And this is where we gather our information. So we're doing our research. We're increasing our knowledge on the inspirations that we're looking at taking forward. And by the end of spring, you know which inspiration you want to move into a goal because then summer comes and it's time for action. And then we move everything into action. And it's not about like um, ticking off the tick marks on your your to-do list. Mm -hmm. Action in summer through my system, Seasons of the Soul, is about really looking at where your energy is coming from and where you're focusing it. So this gets you set so that when you are moving into your autumn, after you've finished all your action, you start moving into autumn where you begin to edit. And so that is the archetype for starting to slow it down, step back and give yourself time for reflection and see what worked and didn't work. What are the, um, the best support systems for you? Who are the people in your life that are best supportive of your alignment in alignment with you? Mm. And so in autumn, we're looking at boundaries and, you know, setting ourselves up for continued success and success isn't about success is about you within, within yourself. Every step you take every day is successful. So it's not tied to a monetary reward. Right. It's really about an internal success that you feel. Mm-hmm. How you experience success. Yes. And feel into that. Mm-hmm. And so going through this process of using the uh, seasons as archetypes to change, you are there's three pillars. Slow down, listen deeply, and connect within. Mm. And we make change by connection. So really taking the time to pause and listen to yourself. And it's easy to get caught up in life. You know, we all go through this and it's a human experience, right? We're nothing is perfect. There's not perfection really isn't even on the table. And I don't think anyone could really ever really describe perfection that's based on perception. Mm -hmm. So it's really about just getting, giving yourself that opportunity to connect within yourself and really follow your own rhythm and go with it to be in flow Mm -hmm. with yourself. Right. And that leads to all kinds of great things like, self-care, self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence, all those things get compiled together and then you begin to start living more um, autonomous, like really, really aligning yourself with your sovereignty. Yes, absolutely. Which is really the antidote to imposter syndrome is spiritual yeah. sovereignty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Share that in one of my workshops. <laughs> that's right. But, um, so what you're saying then, what I'm hearing is that these agents of change that we find mm-hmm. 
uh, through the seasonal archetypes yeah. is what helps us get into that flow, helps us get yes. back in touch and in tune yes. with our rhythm and flow. Yes. From there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's a process of each season you are slowing down, listening, connecting. And the more practice you get at doing that, one, it becomes easier to access, right? You can just drop in. Yeah. And um, I always go and teach my my um, clients dropping into your heart mm. because in your heart, it, it moves throughout your whole system, right? So um, dropping into your heart allows you to hear and to really listen and then connect. And so you're doing that throughout each of the seasons. And the easier that comes to you, it um, becomes more of a um where you're you're able to really tap into that rhythm easier yes. so as you go through life and you're making just even quick decisions at say the grocery store it becomes even more simple like i'm buying food for a big party well what do i need i can drop in and get the answer you know what i'm saying it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it becomes even that minute and simple to be in touch with your own rhythm. Yes, to go from the mundane to the most profound. <laughs> right, exactly. Your, the way that we're approaching decisions. Yes. And choice, making those conscious choices. Yes, right? and creating change. So it's a system that allows you to do a variety of different things mm. and um, bring you back to center continually over and over and over again. Yes. And you mentioned um, with the seasons, and we're not talking, you know, the set structure of each right. season. And yeah. some countries may not even have those four seasons. Right. We're talking about it on a different level. And it could yes. last, like you say, it could be five months, mm -hmm. five minutes, right? right? It's just a period of time where you're experiencing the archetype that that season correct. would represent. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And that's a beautiful way yeah. to cultivate change and transformation that is really life supportive and nourishing for mm -hmm. someone. Yes. It's like, uh, if you, um, I mean, I can be, the sun is shining and yet I can be internally in a winter. Mm. And if I honor that for myself, that truly places me in the space of where I'm really experiencing my truest part of myself. And then what comes out of that inspiration is something that's meant for me. It's in, in alignment with myself. So you're creating from this space of um, a very heart-centered um, choice. So all your choices become heart-centered and you start creating this life that you've always wanted. Mm -hmm. What kind of life have you always wanted, Joseph? <laughs> for yourself and for your family and for the world even I what's believe, your vision well I'm I'm in the process of creating it mm -hmm. so that I know my work has been my um, biggest dream so I feel so blessed to be able to do what I do because it truly is coming from my heart. It's the biggest thing that I've always wanted. Um, 
And I just want to have an existence where I am um, providing for my children in a way that I feel good about as their mother. They're grown, so it's not like they're young. My youngest is 21. Mm-hmm. And um, I still want to have all of those wonderful things that you get to do as an adult, a parent of adult children, <laughs> you know. So I would like to continue to have that and um, and just be happy and really bring women together in community and empower them to see themselves through the eyes of their own soul mm-hmm. and to continue to make that connection with themselves and expand and really be in their own power. Those are powerful words too, to see through the eyes of your soul for women in particular. And yeah. why women in particular, Josette? Because I've, I've always felt as well as a woman mm-hmm. and knowing the women that I've known throughout my life, I have seen a lot of women that have, um, dim their light and I've done that to myself as well mm. and it's a process of shedding those layers where you start to see oh that's not even necessary and you move it aside mm. and um and so because I felt that women have been unfairly seen or not seen it's something that really connects with me very deeply and I, like I mentioned earlier, my, my mother and my grandmother and her mother, it was a long line of women who never were really living the lives that they may have wanted or um, saw for themselves and just got caught up in life and life just took over. Right. And I didn't want that. And I don't want that for other women. Absolutely. So you've really took a stand for that. And we can feel how heart-centered that passion and that mission is, Josette. So it's been wonderful to hear about what you're offering and what you've been inspired to create with the seasons of your soul. Mm-hmm. And is there anything, any final words that you want to share? I would like to share that if in this moment there's any part of you that isn't attending to yourself in some way, to just take a pause and look in your heart for a moment and just identify what it is. And that's the first step. Because once you know something, You can't help but take steps towards either correcting it or bringing it out. Right. So Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know you have a lot more to share. So how can people get a hold of you? Uh, So I have a website. It's guidance to wellness.com. And you can sign up there very easily and reach me. Um, My email is josette at guidance to wellness.com. And I also have a private Facebook group called Women's Guidance to Wellness. And it's about slowing down, listening deeply, and connecting within. And that's on Facebook. 
and um, you can also reach me. I'm on Instagram at guidancetowellness.com. I can be reached that way. You can private message me. And I do have a phone number, but <laughs> I don't know if you want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so perfect. And we'll have the guidancetowellness.com link in the description for you and some of those social links as well that you can find to be able to get more of Josette Diaz. It was so wonderful having you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for all of you who are listening and watching. I honor you and take some time today to pause and to listen to those quiet voices within you and to see what it has to say. Mm. Thank you and have such a wonderful day. Bye for now. Thank you.